Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show, with Dave, Honky, Mac, and Boomer. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. Hey guys, uh, just a standard Thursday afternoon at work. Um, at least for me, I think it was probably pretty standard for uh, Boomer and Honky who have joined me. But it might not have been standard for Sean Eichhorst who uh, was let go today from the uh, University Athletic Department. Uh, so we thought we'd uh, get together and have a, a little extra bonus uh, Go Big Redcast uh, to chat about this big change in Lincoln. Uh, you know, uh, Boomer, how do you think we got to this point? Uh, let's break this down two ways. And one is let's looking back. Well, what led to Sean Eichhorst's, uh firing today? In simplest terms, uh, failing Yeah, let's start team. high level. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. We can start high level. We can start Hockey can give, yeah. give us into the weeds. Let's start at like, you know, like. 35,000 Well, feet. the simplest term is bad football is what got us here. Uh, we haven't looked good this year. We ended poorly last year. This has been an on, you know, we had the five and seven season to start Riley's tenure here. You know, I sure, first did but, pick Riley, and this has been, you know, kind of a drag on just the general fan base. Uh, in, in, in fairness, it's not entirely just football, I don't think. I mean, that have, plays a big part in it. But, you know, we've talked about this off the air before. Husker sports have struggled in quite a few areas for some time now. Uh, you know, men's basketball has been a confusing morass uh, last season, the way that ended with uh, <laughs> – yeah. I don't even think Miles knew if he had a job, you know, three yeah, quarters of the way is, through is, the season, no idea. And Sure. Yeah. And there's been yeah, just a lot of PR questions, too, the way Icorse has handled things, leaving everybody out in the wind, seeming whether it's Friday games or the day after Thanksgiving, seeming to just make decisions on the behest of the Big Ten and not asking the fans or anyone else what they think. He's and had switching. a lot of, yeah. lot of missteps, and I think uh, it kind of started not even under his his control there with his hiring by Harvey Perlman. Um probably not having it vetted through some important people like uh, uh, Tom Osborne himself. Honky, what, are your, what is your take? Yeah, it's uh, this is starting to kind of feel a little bit like 2007 all over again in terms of the timing and how some of this is happening. Were we doing a podcast back then? Uh, we, we were not. Uh, ah, well, at least that's changed. <laughs> yes, right? that part has changed. Uh, right. we, we did a trivia I was drinking question. about the same amount, though, so. <laughs> that's good. We did a trivia question on Sunday night, and it was about uh, – you know, how, when was the last time prior to 81 that we had started one and two? And the, the reality of that is, is this is the, the fourth time now since 1961 or the, that we've started one and two, but it's the second time in the last three years. To answer that question, why, why did this happen now? It's football is driving this completely, and I don't think that should be a shock for anyone. There is a hangover a little bit, I think, with, with a, a connection to Perlman and and there's just something, when I think about 2007, when I think about Peterson in 2003 with Solich, there's been this 
14, 15 year Husker Nation war going on now where it's divided. It's a and civil war. It is. And there was a great tweet today Husker fans. from Left Coast Husker. He tweeted that, uh, you know, Husker Nation right now is kind of like the GOP and the Dems and that we're, we're all Huskers here, right? And that, you know, we have to somehow kind of get past this. But when it was Peterson and Callahan, I can remember they used to do golf tournaments in the summertime and there was there was like the, the official Nebraska golf tournament alumni, which was Peterson and, and Callahan. And then players from the nineties and the eighties and stuff. And they, they did a separate golf tournament. Now today you see uh, Tommy Armstrong tweeting out there and, and, and former players tweeting out there how bad Armstrong was. And at some point we just have to get past it all. We have to, what's done is done. And we do need to start moving and actually uniting behind whoever the next Next AD is going to be. Let's unite around the team for the next nine games. Let's unite around around Riley, and let's unite around the program. and And, and the divisiveness has to start to begin to, to end. Yeah, I mean that's a, it's a really good point. It's how do we go forward from here? I I, I think the immediate uh, questions is you know how does the coaching staff and the players respond to this. Uh, as early as Saturday here versus Rutgers, um, and and I mean the the players have to feel like their coach is, is coaching for his job. Uh, he doesn't have the backstop of having the AD that hired him any longer. Um, God, you got to be thinking what's going through some of these coaches that have just joined us, mm-hmm. uh, like Dante Williams and Bob Diaco, and thinking, "Wow, I just got here, and we could be out uh, halfway through the season." Um, yeah, how, I, how does the I, yeah. Go ahead, Boomer. I, I really think the one thing this team needed right now is a big distraction like this. This should really help out <laughs> going into this weekend. It's it is. It's a big distraction. Uh, they have enough problems uh, as it is, and there's there's injuries to be worried about. Um, and and here we are. Uh, there's got to be. I mean, like you know, Tanner Lee's like, man, I'm throwing some interceptions, and and people are getting fired, right? I mean. It's got to be intense for them. Yeah. Um, but that's the reality of a big-time program like this. And when the AD is does not have a strong um, relationship with boosters and, and important people that um, have the ear of folks like uh, uh, Hank Bounds and Ronnie Green, uh, things can, like this can happen pretty quick. At the end of the day, and we said this in the last few shows, if they were going to go out and go five and seven this year, anyways, I, I don't feel like they would have made it through the season, with or without Icors being the AD on sure. top of it. So I don't, in that regard, I mean, I I just want them focusing on football and focusing on on, on winning these next games. If you go nine and zero, if you if you pull a James Franklin from a year ago and you go nine and zero for the rest of the season when no one expects it, guess what? Riley's our coach next year. If we go, you know, you name it, five and four three and six whatever to finish up yeah he's 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 not going to make it through it but he wouldn't have if i course was still the, the you know the ad either sure that's fair yeah i mean so uh, is it fair to to say that it's your opinion that the win-loss record necessary for riley to be the head coach here in 2018 has not changed because of uh the the change at at the uh, the top of the athletic department today yeah, I mean, I can't say that in 100% certainty only because I don't no, know. I'm just asking for your opinion. Yeah, I mean, coming into the season, our opinion was we said eight wins was minimum. And then this last week, I kind of lowered that to we have to be seven to eight wins, but we have to be showing progress. And obviously up to this point, we haven't seen that progress. Right now, I mean, I would definitely say that Riley needs to probably 
I'm going to just say eight wins. I'm almost going to up it back to eight again. I think he probably has to finish eight and four minimum to, and if he does that, that means that he would have gone, what, six and two, or I'm sorry, or uh, seven and two, I'm sorry, from this point on. So he'd have to go seven and two through conference. Yeah, I think that would be a really hard thing to fire um, a coach over. Yeah, Um, it's true. But the most important to me still remains, I want to see progress. And and mm-hmm. if we're seeing progress, that's that's what's going to be able to keep O'Reilly. And I think Riley, there's something that we talked about on a show probably five or six or seven shows ago. I can't remember when it was, but it was that you can build up goodwill by just being a good good person. It was it was the problem that right. Bo had. Right? Um, Riley's. I don't think people are just cramming to get Riley out of here. Oh, you know, oh, he's this terrible face for the program. No, he's not. He's been really good for the program in terms of being a positive influence, and and I think he handles situations the right way, and he's treating players right and all that. I think people genuinely want him to win. It's just he's not winning. So, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I mean, I I don't feel like anybody um, is is – wanting Riley to fail. I think there was a lot of people that actually probably um, didn't have the same opinion of Eichhorst. He didn't build up that goodwill. Uh, and he did a lot of things, I mean, whether it was because of, of his uh, personality conflicts with Bo, and and honestly, I, I, there's a lot of faults on both sides on that one, probably. Uh, but, you know, Eichhorst was big on uh, a certain managerial style, and uh, about, you know, he talks a lot about the energy bus and all this positive energy and whatnot. Um, and it, I don't know if that really has worked well within that athletic department. Uh, what do we, just in, in broad terms, you know, what are we looking for in a, a new hire uh, as an athletic director? Before we start speculating on who that is and when it's mm-hmm. going to happen, all that type of stuff, it's like, what are the qualities of an athletic director that would work really well at Nebraska? That's a good question, I think, Dave. And uh, didn't we, I believe, Honky, we asked uh, that similar question on our Twitter poll here starting today, uh, you mentioned earlier we need to bring Nebraskans together. Uh, what what is trending right now on that Twitter poll of what people want to see? What would bring the crowd together? I'm, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Did yeah. you run down the the options you had? The on current the, results. The poll? Yeah. Here, let me bring them up. Um, the poll might still be early yet, but yeah, yeah. I believe you mentioned uh, you know. Do you want your they need to be either uh, former Husker? Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, right now, power five eighty two hundred and seventy six votes. Right now, just a few hours into it, we have former Husker was forty three percent, current FBS AD was forty four percent, in house three percent, and other let us know was ten percent. Um, I mean, for the hmm. other side, the people that weren't specifically saying a former Husker or current uh, FBS AD, the one. Uh, thing that tied the others together where, where people were basically saying open up the checkbook you know that was that was kind of a, a prevailing theme I'm not even going to get into the checkbook stuff right now what I I can tell you what I would personally like to see and it's not talking about a specific individual I I think anytime a big firing happens a lot of times what you end up doing is trying to hire the opposite of that person you don't go out and hire the same exact person that you just sure. fired right so it makes sense when you fire a boisterous outspoken guy like Pelini, you end up replacing him with a guy like riley well in this case then you have to look at icors and say okay what was icors and what are you trying to kind of get away from icors there was a little bit of that secretive kind of thing to him he was 
you know, I think some people just from how he was brought in with Perlman, you know, he probably started behind the eight ball, but then, you know, he wouldn't support Miles, let's say, at the end of the, the last basketball season. He didn't support Bo publicly when Bo ended up going nuts against, you know, Iowa, even though he was going to keep him around. Okay, that kind of and – then, and then when he would bring in a guy like Riley, he would, he would support him. All right, all that aside, I think what, what you're going to look for is somebody that can be the face of the athletic department. On day one, Icor said, I don't want to be the face of it. I want, you know, five years from now, you won't even know my name. Well, we know it well. I think this guy, whoever the next, the hire is, they're going to be the face of the program. So that's something that you, you have to, you know, the politician side of it and everything. The other thing I think that we'd like to see is someone who's not the lawyer kind. We want a football guy. That doesn't mean you had to be a former player. I'm just saying somebody that would be respected and, and, and knowledgeable of the football world and how things well are going connected. because at the end of the day as we learned today we didn't fire this guy because we didn't have graduation rates or this or that it's football football is the thing that's going to keep the next person employed it's the thing that's going to keep husker nation happy is football has to get fixed and i don't think we're going to fix football by bringing in someone who's not a football guy and, and I'll leave that very vague because I'm not trying to say it has to be this guy or it has to be a guy that has this much experience and, and he played and all that. I'm just saying football guy. What What is a football guy? Well, so How would you define that? Well, it's a guy who carries a football around. <laughs> Fair. And like well, let's, look, let's look at our last <laughs> list of, of ADs that we've had. Go back in chronological order. You had Eichhorst, and he did play some football. He actually did. But, I mean, I think more people look at him at, like, the, the lawyer type, right? Before oh, that, sure. he was. You yep. had Osborne. Prior to Osborne, you had Steve Peterson, who did have some football background. But I don't know that people would – I'm not sure that people looked at him as a football guy. I think they 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 looked at him nah, – he was more the car salesman type. I don't know. I, it's hard for me to quantify <laughs> some of it. You know, when I think of – Stevie P. Here's, here's the, the prototypical football kind of guys that I'm thinking of. I kind of think of what Bob Devaney was. I think of what Barry Alvarez is at, at Wisconsin right now. I think Barry of guys, recommended Sean, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, just mention that. Barry's also recommended for us Callahan and, and Cosgrove. And I, you, you think he's trying to sabotage us? Thinking it's a sabotage. I'm starting to put two and two together here. I think there's some serious questions at, Alvarez needs to answer. Alvarez did a great job of getting helping get us into the Big Ten, but I think everything else has been to, to, to sabotage us. Yeah. I don't know. But, no, I – I think that you want somebody that is respected within the football world where I don't care if he's necessarily made a football hire before, but is he, is he respected by players, coaches, all around? If he is, if, he, if he's a name that, that, that is respected in that football world, you always hear about that football fraternity of, of people. If he's, if he's kind of indoctrinated into it, then he'll, I'm confident he'd be able to make a good hire if, if he had to. I'm confident he'd be able to step in and support O'Reilly right away i mean that's that's what i want to see i I don't want to see i just i don't know how to i don't know how to say it the right way but i just don't want to see the next peterson kind of guy come in here that is more interested in getting his name on a building and and more interested in doing i mean if we i mean if we want to give icorse any sort of credit right he did do some work behind the scenes the last couple years with the ncaa with some of the different uh, recruiting changes, et cetera, that are probably a positive for yeah. uh, the university. Um, and so maybe he was gaining respect in that 
that fold, but from a like a coach and and all the different uh, relationships that are built over decades of being in the football business, he probably didn't have that. Yeah, and I think would you call would you? Oh, I was just gonna. Uh, go, go ahead, would you call Bill Byrne a football guy? No, and Burns Burns an example. He's kind of that. You know what? He he was a businessman. He came from Oregon, and and he. There's also times where the right guy gets hired for the right time that we're in. I mean, when Devaney left, we were not in great financial situations back in the early 90s. Our facilities, for the oh, most part, other, yeah. th- other, than a, other than the weight room on the, you know, the West Stadium, our facilities were, were, were not good in the early 90s. We no. actually needed, at that time, what a Bill Byrne could come in and do and kind of upgrade and bring us into the, you know, the, the, right. the late 20th century, so to speak, at the time. Right now... The money's good. We've got the money coming in. The, the infrastructure's good. What we need right now is to get the football good again. And and I, I think that there's there's just there's just been some kind of disconnect here for the last sure you know for the last ten so, fifteen years. And and be, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I, I want I actually want to hit on that point as we spin this forward. But just to wrap up, like what type of AD we should be looking for. Can you name a couple of athletic directors out there today that are football guys? I just want to make sure our audience knows, you know, what you're getting at here, I guess. Is there someone that comes to mind besides Barry Alvarez, well, I guess, I, who was a former coach? I mean, Barry is Alvarez is the guy that, 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 that comes to mind. And when I think of athletic directors in general right now, I almost kind of compartmentalize them into, like, the Barry Alvarez group. Then you have, like, the group of of uh, you know the Bill Byrne kind of guys, businessmen slash or you know guys that have grown up through sports administration. Then you get guys like who was the former Michigan one? I know he's been fired now, so kind of a bad example. But he was like from some you know he was like a CEO of some business before he came yeah. to Michigan. So I, I there's no one perfect mold where you can we can hire somebody right now who's never been an AD, and I think that would be okay too. You know as long sure. as as long as he, he would fit and, and also understand what Nebraska – there's a key thing here that if you've, if you've paid attention the last couple of weeks, obviously the Black Friday thing was a big deal. Obviously there are fans that have been frustrated about how Icors kind of bowed to the Big Ten, allowing us to play on Fridays when the Michigans and Ohio States and Penn States didn't have to. If you want to be successful at Nebraska, you better have a respect and understanding that Nebraska fans still think of Nebraska – and put us on a pedestal up there with those schools from a respect standpoint. And, and when you, when you do things to, to almost lower the prestige of Nebraska, which I think they felt like that that's happening. Like, wait a second, why are we playing on Friday nights? Oh, well, we're just trying to play nice with the big 10. No, 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 no. We're Nebraska. You don't do that with us. I think that whoever that next AD is, I mean, you have to, there has to be a little bit of kind of, you know, muchacho or whatever you just got to how about swagger is that a good word swagger thank you you've got you've got to this is nebraska i want that i want that next person to come in here and go like this is nebraska so, the athletic director I guess of I, nebraska what i'm hearing from you honk is, is that it, you know a football guy is also it could be a potentially a, a nebraska guy because the the football guy as ad is a bit of a dying breed Our, uh barry alvarez is still an example I think uh, you know at USC it was Pat Hayden. Now I think it's Lynn Swan. But there's very few like former players or coaches that are now ads. They often are are guys who they may be football uh, ads because uh, they were an associate ad in a big power program, 
were brought up in that culture uh, professionally and have all the expertise of, of handling a major program and then become an AD at some other school. Maybe that's a football guy still too, uh, but he's also more of a lifer as a, uh, as an athletic department employee. Um, it just that, that, that former coach slash player not being the AD is something you just see less and less of. Um, so I guess to my point, if we're starting to spin this forward, what, what do we think is going to happen um, in the next few days, in the next few months, um, related at uh, the AD position at Nebraska. Uh, guys, you've listened to everything um, this, this last six to eight hours. So what do you think the next 72 hours has in, whole, uh, in store for us? This is probably the thing I can, I can tell you almost with most certainty. I'd be on the floor shocked if it goes, if the interim side of it right now goes to somebody in-house. Because if they didn't already announce that, like, I mean, Icor's brought in, you know, all of these different right senior administrators, blah, blah, blah. None of them. So, I mean, I can name like a Bob Burton or I can name a Mark Bame, and maybe potentially one of those two could end up being somebody on an interim basis. But I don't think so. And and what I read on the World Herald tonight, and it was Lee Barfnick, you know, I think tweeted out or something was uh, Dave Remington. And quite honestly, he's one of the first guys that came to my mind. And again, this is an example of a guy that has no athletic director experience but he's run the Boomer Sison Foundation for years. You know, he's sure. Nebraska guy. All the, you know, well respected within the football community. I mean, I just selfishly on my end, I look at the guy as a legitimate long term option. But if he even is somebody that comes in on an interim level, that could be. That's what needs to happen next. That's the next step. Get the interim person in, and let's get through the season, and let's see how the season plays out. Do you feel like the interim position is literally someone just just? holding the baton to pass it on or are they doing like a they're trying to bring somebody in from outside to your point it's probably not going to be an internal um fill to this uh, interim position that that is going to do some sort of evaluation of the department and you know the pluses and minuses and and get that back to the powers that be to help inform a a final decision for a a full-time ad yeah, I mean Osborne came in as a interim and ended up staying for five years. It's it's possible to do that, although this feels like a different situation than what Osborne stepped into ten years ago. So my guess is whoever the interim person is going to be probably wouldn't go on to be the the full time person. No, I wasn't asking that necessarily. Okay. I was asking, with, is the interim uh, uh, AD? Do you think his role is to literally just hold down the fort for a few months until they find find the person they want? Or oh, yes. do you feel like they actually will be brought in and it's like their expertise is to almost do like do an evaluation of the department? Almost like if you think about office space and how the bobs come in and evaluate bobs. how yeah, things yeah. work, right? Like, I, I mean, is that is that a possibility? I think this has to be a caretaker AD right now. I mean, if you're going to bring a person in and ask them to do this big evaluation and then, okay, good, you're done, and nine months and we have to hire somebody else at this point is that really what we want to do because then you bring in this new person who may totally change everything again i'd 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 be shocked to see us expect unless we're intending this interim person to eventually take over the role which maybe we are i don't know but that that would just seem like an odd odd thing to do it was just something i was throwing out there i mean i I don't think that the the bobs analogy uh the bobs weren't going to uh, run the new company or the company, right? They were evaluating how it worked and reported back to, in this case, it would be uh, 
you know Hank Bounds and and Green on you know who who's who should you hire or, yeah. or whatnot? You know, it's more of an evaluation. Well, I think one thing to look mechanism. at is the difference in time frames of what it takes to hire an AD and what it takes to hire a, a, a head coach. So right now, I think we're all a little surprised at the timing of how this happened, but it happened at a time where it gives them a month, I don't know, five, six weeks if they want to, if they want to take that long. It can take that long to, to make the, the next hire, and the most important thing is whoever that person is, Husker or not a Husker or whatever, is that it's the right person, right? We want to make the right hire. What what does have a timetable on it is if we would have to make a change at the, at the coaching position, that's not where you're allowed five and six and seven weeks to kind of make it. So, I mean, whatever mm-hmm. happens, you've got to have a person in place, and it has to be in place in time. That I mean, I hate to – we're rooting for Riley. We're rooting for this team. We want the team to do well, and yet you, there's just that mm. – you have to be prepared that if it goes south on the football field, this next person that's going to be hired needs to be hired in time, obviously, to to be able to start making some some changes if that happens. Yeah, that's a good point there, Hockey. I guess I, I didn't really think about that until just now. I mean, like you're saying, if we do bring in an interim and in quote unquote interim person, and then Riley goes out and loses the next four games, which God forbid doesn't happen, but not totally un- unforeseeable at this point. Yeah, you, have you to be, yeah, you can't waste any time in finding that well, new AD to make that new coaching hire at the same time. Yeah, that's going to be a big challenge on this when you look yeah, at it that I think, way. I yeah. guess to, to Honky's point about having someone um, like Dave Remington, he probably could potentially serve that role as Osborne in 2007 where he was interim and he was holding down that, 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 that fort and he did lay down some some ground rules for Callahan if he would be able to be retained or not, mm-hmm. and, and he didn't didn't make those uh, the goals that Osborne set out to to keep him as coach and and as interim AD he he fired him at that point I, we had no idea Osborne was going to be around for five more years yep. so I mean Remington would be somebody or of that nature that who has serious ties to the program who probably could be given enough leverage to make that call uh, on Riley, whether he would then be making the call to hire the guy. That's where I don't think it would happen. You'd have to have the permanent AD there because that's it's the tie that binds in, yeah. in yeah. this day and age. That wouldn't give you much of a window, though, I would think, if your interim AD is firing the, the head coach and then you've got to get a new AD in place and then finding that new coach. That would not be a... No, I agree. I agree. So, I mean, I guess that raises the question, and maybe this is the last one I'll ask uh, so we can wrap this up on, in, in a reasonable time frame, is, like, do you feel like there's a, a plan in place um, well, God, I to hope make so. this happen? Yeah. Well, I mean, a true, like, they already have their guy type plan in place, not just like, oh, this is the process we're going to go through. Because to your point there, um, if whether Riley goes off and wins nine in a row or, or loses the next four and the writing's already in the wall – uh, decisions are going to have to be made, and uh, it's not like if uh, you, you want to hire some other Power Five AD, it's going to be easy just to rip that 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 AD away from an existing program mid-season. Even though he's not a coach, it's still I mean that's not a it wouldn't be an easy thing for him to do. Um, and so you're clearly taking a Nebraska guy that's outside of the athletic department business essentially. Um, or, or getting it from some other source, not a another AD um, in another Power Five school. 
Yeah, I, if I was in bounds and 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 Hank or in Green uh, Chancellor Green's shoes right now, I guess I would imagine they already have a short list of their own. And then what they said today, and I, I definitely believe in their leadership on this. What they said today about having a search committee and and you know that whole thing kind of getting started basically now too that makes sense as well you're, you're going to have your own short list and while you're at it open it up and see what kind of you know people nationally you know are attracted to this position you may be pleasantly surprised and there may not be much from that but you're still going to at least have your, your short list to start from i think obviously before we be we end this tonight i mean we can't end it without saying who some of those short list people are trev alberts and it took us almost 30 minutes to get uh, in this to even get to his name, but Alberts is obviously a name that's going to be thrown out there very heavily. Um, yep. If you're interested in other uh, former Huskers, Ed Stewart is a guy that you know had administrative uh, athletic director, administrative positions at uh, Missouri, and now he's with the Big 12. He's a guy that you can look at, and also uh, I'll even throw out a guy like Jamie Williams, who was I think let go, uh, you know, unfortunately by I course when he got here. But Williams was a guy that used to be, I think he was an athletic director at San Francisco University. I think he started up a football program, if I remember that correctly. But So there are guys that have Nebraska ties. Now, an important piece to say here, because this was a big thing on Twitter today, I it, it does not have to be a Nebraska person. It doesn't have to be somebody that used to wear the in on the helmet. It doesn't have to be. What I'll say is, if you can get two candidates that you think all things are equal – and one of them has a Nebraska background, the other one doesn't, that's the icing on the cake. I do think part of being in this role right now, especially for what we need right now, what Husker Nation needs right now, then there needs to be – there's a unity thing that has to happen. And we kind of touched on this earlier. We have been a divided Husker Nation literally since the night that Peterson let go of Solich. Since that time, there have been fractions of some type that have gone on. There were Bow people and anti-Bow people. There's anti-Riley people right now. There's, there's just so much division – at some point, it just has to stop. So Mac can't be on the show tonight. Mac had to work. And I want to—I do want to speak a little bit for Mac for a second. He didn't like this, this fire today. And I totally get, I understand why. He sees this whole, we have to reboot again, and now we're going to fire coaches, and we're going to reboot. And I completely get his point. Completely do. On my end, I, 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 I'm not as heartbroken about the firing. But the reality is, I didn't win. Mac didn't lose. We've got to, you know, there's there's got to be some unity that starts to come together at some point. So this next hire is that he is that important. The next hire is that important in helping bridge that it has to be somebody that people rally around. And sometimes that football guy can be that, whether it's Trevor Remington, or if they can bring in somebody from outside, I don't care, but it has to be somebody that people from both sides, let's start unifying around whoever that person is. It's so tiring. I can't stand this division anymore i just it just drives me crazy can you're you think new, of another school where like an new, ad Dave. hire has meant this much what's that can you think of another school where an ad hire has meant this much i mean we mentioned earlier when you like dave asked can you think of another football ad and honestly how many other athletic directors at any of their school can you even name outside of alvarez i mean can you even name iowa's athletic director No, I don't. I mean, I, I was trying to think of that. I, I can think of very few athletic directors of other programs. It's just this is. I'm mean, granted we're seeing a little more internally than we do any other school, but it just seems like this is just kind of a, a unique situation for us, where we're looking for an athletic director to unite a program like this. 
Yeah, Honky threw out Michigan earlier, and I think that would be one that um, they've gone through uh, some different ADs that had some big impacts on on them. So that's that's a good good question, though. I mean, can um, you even name Michigan's athletic director? I mean, well, it was it w- was Dave Brandon, I think. And he was that, that sounds was very right. Controversial. Um, and then they hired Honky. Do you know who they have now? I don't. I, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I don't. But. I mean, that the was correct a, answer is Ward Manuel, but Ward Manuel. that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was at and Buffalo, and he was a former. He I, was. I think he's a former Michigan guy. Ward Manuel was the guy that hired uh, Turner Gill to go out to Buffalo, if I remember correct. I mean, oh, that yeah. sounds. Yeah, that's he right. was the AD at yeah. Buffalo for quite a while, about and seven Mi- years, Mi- I think. Michigan is an interesting program, just in general, because you always on the football side of it, you'd always hear about did they hire a Michigan man or not a Michigan right, man. Right, right, right. Here's my one thing. I'm not, the, if we let go of Riley and hire a new coach, it doesn't. It's not that it has to be a Husker guy that's the coach. It's not that the AD has to be a Husker guy. I'm not saying that, but there has to be at some point. There has to be some Husker affiliation somewhere within the department. It, it was like when we when Riley was hired, that was one of my only beefs with the original staff was until they brought in Perella. There's literally nothing for for fans to to cling on to that they that they. You know that they see that 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 feels like a Husker person. They're fighting for the program, and then in the administration, when Ikarsh gets in there and Jamie Williams is one of the first people let go, and so on. You look at it and you go, "Geez, how are we? Ever, we all want to get back to those glory years. Well, how are you ever going to get back to the glory years if nobody associated with those years or anywhere involved with the program?" So, I, again, I'm not making any mandates that it has to be this certain person for this job, but but yeah, it would be nice to have people that that know this program sure. well and understand uh, the state and understand the the fishbowl we've heard that word too much they understand the fishbowl before they're in it yeah i, I understand what you're saying there honk um but i, I think you're, you're saying hey it's not a mandate that it has to be a husker guy but to be uh the unifier that you're talking about that can bring husker nation together uh everybody has to really think it's a great hire and then on top of that it the person has to be charismatic, right? And we yes. just said, oh, you shouldn't go and hire the AD that's opposite of Eichhorst, uh just because of that. But what you're saying is we need an AD that can unify the fan base even before uh, whether Riley succeeds or some other head coach needs to be hired. And to do that, you're going to have to be charismatic. You're going to have to lead from being out front, um, whether that's a Nebraska guy or not. And if you're not a Nebraska guy, you better be really charismatic because you need to be able to talk yes. the talk and and convince guys from North Platte to Norfolk to Beatrice to uh, Valentine that you're in it for them, right? You and are, that's tough when you're not one of them. You are so correct. Look, we're all 40, 41 years old right now. Bob Devaney was older than us when he first stepped foot finally in this state. He's not a Nebraska guy natively. All right, Bob didn't want to even come to this to this school originally. I mean, he, he was calling Duffy Doherty back to, to say maybe I should go back to Wyoming. This place has terrible. But he did facilities. have great taste in hats. Yes, so. but <laughs> he did. But Devaney, that was one of the things that from day one that he was here, he wasn't a Nebraskan yet. But but he came in here and said it's really important that we get people from Shattern to Fall City, from South Sioux City to, to Imperial, and everywhere in between. We need every one of these people to be involved with this program. It's it's boosters of substance. You always are gonna you're always gonna toast with the boosters of substance, and 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 you better be good doing that. And you also be better be able to be able to go into that backwoods, you know, kind of bar and be able to have a beer with one of those people too. It is so critical in this state to have that support from 
from all over. That's how you're going to start to get unity here. So you've got to get people together. Lincoln used to be the, the it was the, you know, Nebraska football was the one reason that you could actually get the state together on anything. Anymore, we're, we're, we're divided in our own things. In basketball, there's Jaskers, and there's there's plenty of reasons, you know, to be divided even in, in our own state. But Husker football still unites people. We need somebody leading it that is a uniter. Okay, and so the the nice thing here is that I do believe, and I, I brought it up very early, I, I think Perlman was kind of a toxic person by the end of it. Perlman bringing in Eichhorst, you know, the way he did, kind of an individual uh, one-man search party. I think that, to defend Eichhorst a second, I think that brought him in with some really tough beginnings right away. It did. I think we can avoid that with the next AD. We don't have to have that hurdle, at least, to, to jump over. I really... I do like green and bounds. I think we've got some good leadership right now. I think they did a good job today with how they did the announcement. And if, as long as this isn't some debacle of a search, I think that we can we can get a good candidate, whoever it is, Husker or not, and then let's start to unite around that person. Let's unite. And, and in the meantime, in the interim time, let's unite around this football team. We still have nine games to play, you know, fans. Let's unite we around do. them. Let's unite the around Coach Riley. Schedule. There, I'm not going to talk about head coaches right now we have a head coach his name is mike riley let's unite around them and let's let's win the last nine games for cripe's sakes let's just do it i know that i know that sounds crazy but talk to a penn state fan a year ago after they lost to michigan they would have they just said there's no way we're going to win the rest of our games either and they did so let's just i mean hope for the best there and i will add uh bob devaney really knew how to have a beer with those guys in the small town nebraska (laughs) so that was that wasn't a concern there he did yeah um and that 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 time was was a necessary uh, part of the the job uh, description. So, yep. Um, all right, guys. Well, any uh, closing remarks or thoughts on this? We can wrap this up. But I'm um, glad we were able to come together and uh, talk about this important uh, development. The only only thing I have is is a marketing thing, and that is uh, that we have a Yahoo Pick'em group. And since we're doing an extra show, we might as well throw it out there. There's only 14 weeks in the season. We're going to knock off the four worst weeks everyone's done, so it's going to be your best 10 weeks. Well, you can still sign up to this week. You can even sign up starting next week. You know, But um, if you sign up, we have it on Twitter and, and Facebook. Um, sign up and just go and play. You know, this, you pick 30 games and you get to kind of play against the Redcast. You're playing the, the against Red the Redcast. And as you so, can tell, and, you've heard with my Wyoming picks of the weeks that I've done, you know, I'm an outstanding prognosticator. So uh, see right. if you can. Who's uh, the, uh, which, which Redcaster is the top of the Redcast heap right now? Have you checked? Mm, On the, Yox, the Yahoo group? It, it, it could be. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> yeah. What, what is the score? The long week? season to go, boom. That's true. There's plenty so, of season to go. You're right. So. And our worst, right. weeks, so our worst weeks in. get taken off, Boomer. So, you know, I mean, that's I'd, true. So I plenty of time to go. Four. Yeah, we're good. You can be I right back my, in this. Yeah, Yeah, I picked my four first weeks totally. right away. So, you know. That's right. That's right. I think that's probably a good strategy, Hunk. Uh, all right, guys. Well, I'm sure whoever wins that uh, Yahoo Pick'em has some fabulous prizes ahead of them to look forward to. So, yeah, probably not. Um, probably not. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> they get a free podcast yeah. if they win. This so. podcast costs us money. So, <laughs> yeah. well, there you go. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, you know uh, talking about this uh, 80 situation, and I'm sure we'll be back at a regular scheduled time next week uh, for another podcast. So. For now, that is a Go Big Redcast. Beat Rutgers. 
GBR. God, I hope so. Okay.